Welcome to Across Oceans, the podcast where we discuss all things related to third culture kids, growing up overseas, and crazy travel stories. We'll discuss the benefits, the challenges, and everything in between, from growing up as a global nomad to where we are now as adults. I'm your host, Julia, and thank you for tuning in. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I have Tess joining me as we discuss being adult third culture kids living in Switzerland. Thank you, Tess, for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I also want to thank the listeners as we are five episodes in and we're getting wonderful reviews so far about the podcast. So thank you very much to all of you. Um, And it's super cool because actually today our guest is the friend of a listener. And um, that's really cool because we're making new connections and new friendships along this podcasting journey. So I guess let's get into it. well, the two of us are living in Switzerland, and we're both third culture kids here, but have slightly different relationships to the country, as I'm a foreigner here, but you have some relation, as you're half Swiss, but uh, you grew up abroad. Do you want to talk about your relationship to Switzerland, um, and also to living abroad? Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I lived for the first two years of my life in Switzerland, so I, I really don't remember it, and then I came back when I was 13 years old. And um, we used to come back every, like, every holidays. Actually, even if we had, like, one week off, we would come to Switzerland. So <laughs> so I still, like, knew, had my family here. And um, we also had some really close friends. Mm-hmm. And I would say that that's the only roots I had to Switzerland. To me, it was a completely different country, a different, a completely different culture. So, um, so yeah, I think it was... It was um it was also kind of a different country for me. For sure. Do you think it helped coming back in the summers, uh, or an, any holiday to kind of get experience living here before you returned, or do you think it was still different enough that like living here, immersing yourself in in life here is so much different than when you pass by as a. Uh, I think it's very different because I didn't realize like the culture shock I was gonna have when I arrived. <laughs> Like the, you know, and I have the impression that in international schools, like everybody is super like open and uh, you arrive the first day you have like friends straight away. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have that experience. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, and then I arrived to Switzerland and like, it was really tough. Um, I did not make friends straight away. Uh, I was, comp- I mean, I think that people really could see that I was different and, uh. So yeah, it was a real culture shock. When you returned to Switzerland, did you return to an international school or the local system? I came back to the local system. Um, so I arrived in, in middle school. Mm-hmm. So I, it wasn't even at a good timing for me to come. Interesting. So you felt like it was harder to return because there was such a cultural difference, even though you grew up in a household where one of your parents was Swiss, you don't feel that that culture or maybe uh, the culture that you grew up in in your household transferred to the culture of Switzerland when coming back? Um, I think, I don't know, like my, my mom, she's still Swiss and I think she has Swiss baddies, but um, I don't, I don't know, I think it, I don't know how to even explain this, but... Yes, yeah. it's complicated, yeah. for sure, to have 
influences from your parents, but also from the international schools that we, li- we, we went to and, and the countries that we lived in. Do you think you uh, identify with other cultures of the places that you lived in more than Swiss culture? I don't know. That's actually a good question. But I don't think so. I think I, I mean, I used to refer to myself as an international kid. Right. Yeah. Um, because I didn't know the term third culture kid. Okay. And because uh, I think I, gu- I guess that you just take a bit of every single different places that you've been to, mm-hmm. and then you just become this like mix of different culture person. Yeah, almost like so. a global citizen, like you're just kind of yeah. a mix of everywhere you've been and all the people that you've interacted with. Mm-hmm. Um, and even I think the international school system is a culture in itself and maybe uh, you felt it differently, but I felt like being inter- in an international school, like there's certain similarities you had within that system. And then once you left it, uh, whether it's to go to university or returning to a local system, um, it's completely different. But you said also that uh, you went to five different types of schooling in your in your growing up that also must not have been easy yeah exactly I I yeah I I did lots of different uh, schooling systems so yeah it's very difficult when you you have different when you have to do different schooling systems because um, every time you have to relearn and get used to uh, that education and also um, at some point, I had to switch between English to French, and oh. that was also difficult. Um, I also had to learn German because at some point, we, my parents knew that we were going to come back to Switzerland. Mm-hmm. So I also had to take German classes outside of, outside of the schools. And uh, also, every time we, I'd have to switch systems, I'd, I'd always have to learn things that people had already seen before. Right. So I always had the impression that I was a bit stupid or, yeah, it was kind of difficult on, in that sense. That's super challenging. And I think it's something maybe schools don't do very well to help integrate people from other school systems. Um, despite it being difficult, do you have any tips for anyone who might be changing school systems or uh, is, yeah, is going to change school systems? anything that mm. I think you should like just accept that you're gonna have to work hard and like <laughs> struggle a bit but it's it's worth it you if as long as you like hold on to it and keep going keep going forward I think it's I think it's worth it at the end as long as you manage to study something that you want or mm-hmm. and to, um, be able to have the career that you you would like I think it's it's worth it the struggles <laughs> I mean it's difficult but <laughs> yeah no kidding were you speaking any of those other languages at home at least um that you were learning um yeah so I I would always speak English with my father because he's South African and I would speak French with my mother because she's Swiss um actually I I also I also spoke Russian when I was in Russia, and it's wow. crazy because in like two months, mm-hmm. me and my sister, we both forgot everything. We couldn't speak Russian at all because, I mean, my mother had learned a bit of Russian, but of course she wasn't, I mean, it wasn't her language, so, mm-hmm. and it, I think it's crazy, wow. like, how you can just, as soon as you're emerged into a different, 
area you can like completely switch and like you can almost forget like the your past experiences and manage to completely forget a language I think it's crazy especially as a kid like I think you can absorb so much in terms of languages as a kid but also when you get older you won't necessarily retain everything that you absorbed and I'm jealous of like kids or my past self being able to learn languages because I'm trying to learn French now as an adult and it's difficult um, yeah. whereas yeah studying languages like Mandarin as a kid or we both lived in Egypt and I don't know about you if you had to learn Arabic but I learned it for a year and it was challenging and I wow. forget everything unfortunately but yeah I didn't learn but I can imagine it must have been so difficult yeah I mean I don't remember anything but yeah very difficult to learn these languages also at the same time of learning how to do a new school system and living in a new place it can be a lot for a kid um, but also super magical I know we've said before that we feel sometimes we've explored other parts of the world maybe more than our own passport countries do you feel that way or yeah actually I really I can really feel that way um so now I've lived in Switzerland for like over 10 years and before before um like two years ago I hadn't been to any of the famous parts in Switzerland <laughs> like so I've never gone to you know uh, Zermatt mm-hmm. or, or Lauterbrunnen and all these places that are super famous in Switzerland but when I lived in Egypt I I would visit so often and mm-hmm. yeah so I I can clearly get that point like yeah for sure and I think as a foreigner you maybe with your families you make an effort to see the places that you're living in because one you don't know how long you're going to live there and so you want to see as much as you can whereas maybe your passport country you know oh we go back in the summers or every so often we can see these places or eventually you returned and I returned to Canada um so that's something special I'm finding about living in Switzerland, even though my family's here and it's kind of my home, but it's still such a foreign place and I don't know how long I'll be here that I do want to like try to see everything. So I'm still kind of in that mindset, which is strange because I, I was in Canada for five years and I, yeah, I didn't see so much of the area that I lived in, even though I had five years to explore. I definitely didn't do as much as I should have, or maybe now looking back, I wish I had done more, so... It is interesting how we have that kind of mindset of explore other places, but maybe not our quote-unquote home countries. Do you think now, having lived back in Switzerland for this period of time, have you gravitated towards finding more of an international community here than than locals, or do you have a mix of... Actually, yeah, I think I would say that... No, I, I'd probably have a mix because in some like if you go uh, in some contexts you have more um more like swiss people and then in others you have uh others are more like international spaces like universities mm-hmm. so yeah in my in my university i i have more um uh multicultural friends mm-hmm. um, so i would say it's half I also like Swiss people. <laughs> yeah, no, of course, of course you like Swiss people, and that's not what we're saying. It's just, yeah, sometimes there's differences. You're doing your university studies in Switzerland. At any point, 
did you want to go elsewhere for university or was it always like oh, I want to stay in Switzerland now that I'm I've moved back <laughs> um well actually when I came back to Switzerland they put they didn't really um um educate us about the education system and if I they they didn't tell me what I had to do if I wanted to go to university right and because of that I had to go to a private school mm. and uh, for like five years I was studying really hard to like just pass this exam to be able to go to university mm. so I think that at that point I mean I had just I had worked so hard that I <laughs> yeah <laughs> you invested so only, much yeah, yeah that I was I had to go to a Swiss university. And also, I think that Switzerland is amazing because it has um, really good e good education and uh, for Absolutely. Uh, a really good price, mm -hmm. I think, compared to other countries. Definitely. Um, so I think that that's why I really wanted to study uh, university here. Mm -hmm. And what are you studying exactly? I'm studying environmental science, like you. <laughs> yes, this is true. We we are both in this field, and mm -hmm. I'm I'm wondering too if the way we grew up impacted what we wanted to study. Like I think for me it did, but I want to hear if if it did for you and how so. Um, I think it definitely did. Uh, well, first I think that there was these different environments. I think are super interesting and. Even the way um, people deal with environmental issues, I think, are different. So it's interesting to see. Um, there were like, there were different uh, times where I would wonder like, why we can do certain things. Like for example, in in Senegal, at some point, nobody was allowed to swim in the ocean for like six months or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so you start to wonder, like, why why can't I just go and swim? Why is there military, like, um, in front of the ocean to, to stop us from swimming? Or the air quality in Egypt mm -hmm. that may have, like, induced my asthma. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think there's different things that you can learn about other countries. And also, one thing that, uh, I don't know if this um, influenced my study, my study course but uh, I think that every country you go to is the most incredible country that there is it's you will find one spot that will be just amazing and I think will be the most incredible place on earth and then you'll go to this other country and you'll also find a spot that you can think is the most incredible space on earth and yeah I think that's one thing that I learned that I really liked Definitely. And I think when you see all these incredible places, at least for me, I was like, well, I want to protect these places and, and have them for future generations. And there's a lot that we need to do in order to achieve that. And so by studying environmental st science or studies or sustainability, we're hopefully going into a field where we can contribute positively to um, environmental change and also maybe offset some of the major carbon emissions that I've produced by taking so many planes but um, <laughs> yeah I know I also feel bad about that <laughs> it's like the huge uh, hypocritical yeah exactly yeah. it's 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 really tough because you want to explore and see the world and learn about different cultures and environmental issues that need addressing but at the same time you don't want to 
be going everywhere and seeing all of them because it's a huge environmental impact. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, That's the problem in my life as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we do what we can, but mm-hmm. um, I think others can maybe relate to uh, being influenced by how they grew up to what where they are now and what they're studying, but I think um, I'm really happy that it's led me to this career. Yeah, me too. Um, that being said, your dad is from South Africa. Do you have any interest in living or exploring that side of your family or your country? <laughs> um, I actually really love this country. I think it's so beautiful and people are warm. But there's also my my mom who's really scared of it, and mm. I think she's given us a bit that fear. Right. So I don't think I would live there. Mm-hmm. But I still really I think it's beautiful. I just I really love that country, but I don't know. I'm a bit scared. <laughs> yeah. So you seem pretty happy and settled back in Switzerland in a way, even though it can be difficult. Do you feel that you are done moving around or and you want to stay here for the foreseeable future? Um, actually, I think I would like to continue traveling around. Uh, mm. <laughs> I think I was grew up that way. Uh, I mean, I was grew up, no, I, I grew up that way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I'll always have the travel bug. <laughs> mm-hmm. For um, sure. And I also think that even working in different countries that must probably give you different opportunities mm-hmm, definitely. um so i think on different levels it must be super interesting um but i don't know where we'll see <laughs> absolutely do you have any tips or any way you would like to move if you were to move again like because we moved a lot as children and it can be that could have been difficult and easy and all of the pros and cons but now that we have the choice of moving as adults we can do certain things to make it easier on ourselves is there anything that you would do differently if you could like if or when you move as an adult compared to when you were a kid i mean um, actually if i have children I'm not sure I would do this. I think that you de-root your children all the time. So I think that there are some incredible things that you get from it. And if I had to go back and change my life, I know I wouldn't. (laughs) So that's why sometimes I think uh, maybe even if I had children, I would probably still take them along. (laughs) (laughs) Probably be more aware of the other consequences. Yeah, I think there's a lot more resources now, too, with a globalized world for helping navigate moving and uprooting your life than there was when we were kids. Like, there's no internet. Our parents couldn't search up, like, how to move your family across the world. But now there is, and now there's support groups and and people to be there for you more so. So maybe it would be easier than it was at times for us. I don't know. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, already we have we have a lot more information about different places. So I think just inform yourself and make sure that it's the right decision for you. Mm-hmm. Um, because at the end of the day, like you, you're going to live there for a long time, and even even if it's just one year or two, it's still gonna have a big impact on you. 
especially during that time so i think it's super important to know where where you're going and see if it's uh if the pros outweigh the cons and yeah see that that makes a, a lot of sense and it's very logical thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed this podcast consider sharing it with a friend and rate us five stars we are on apple Podcasts and spotify If you want to follow along and be updated on when future episodes get released, follow us on Instagram at Across Oceans Podcasts, where any inquiries can be emailed to acrossoceanspodcasts at gmail.com. I'm your host, Julia, and thank you for tuning in.